Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Three Semi-Wise Podcast. And I have to the, my right today... Wade Holmes. And to my left... Curtis Wurstick. And in the middle is me, Michael Ryder. And today we're going to be looking at free will versus God's omniscience, God's all-knowing power. So, uh, we'll start off with... Um, a couple of verses I picked out. For support of God being all-knowing, we have Psalm 139.4. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. And Psalm 147.5. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. And Isaiah 55.9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And now the question is that we start off the most um, controversial thought on this point is, do we even have free will? And uh, the verses I picked were John 14, 15 said, if you love me, keep my commands, which I took as an either-or scenario, suggesting that we have a choice. We have a choice to keep his commands or to not keep his commands. And in 1 Corinthians 9, 17, if I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me suggesting that he has the option to preach voluntarily. So, I want to start with talking about something that we all agree on. Okay. You want to Let, <laughs> okay. But God is good, right? Yes. God amen. is all-knowing? God is all-knowing. All right. I think that is, like, such an amazing truth that we have to understand first, what that actually means. Because that, that doesn't just include, like, God knowing everything that's going on on the planet right now. That includes God knowing everything from beginning of time to the end of time like like God just knows everything and he's, so you asked you could ask him a question about any period of time and he would know the answer because he was there he's pretty much there now because he just knows it he knows what happened um, that's where the problems come in with the whole free will part is um, if God knows everything then do we actually have free will or is it God? God knowing things and and so is he able to manipulate circumstances so that whatever he wants happens instead of what we want or like where's our role in actually like how, how things play out alright wait any thoughts on God being on that yes okay well my thoughts um, when I think of God knowing all and giving us free will I'm kind of down the middle. I believe that we do have free will. I think it's very apparent when you look at the story of Adam and Eve. They had the choice to take the fruit from the tree. Although, from my understanding, I believe that free will is on the same level as God allowing us the option to go against him, to sin, to not be a part of God. Because he wants our relationship with him to be genuine. And if it's not a choice of our own doing, but him giving us that choice, it doesn't become a sincere relationship we become almost like puppets and I don't believe that God wants his followers to be like that I think that's why he's given us a choice since the creation of man knowing from the start though that the options he provides us that he is in will be the better ones that's just my two cents so that's Wade's opening thoughts on well not just God being all-knowing but on our free will as well um, Curtis you want to do a basic stance on where you are at free will okay um, I just want to define define what I think free will is, or what I believe from the Bible. It's not what I think, what I so believe from the Bible. Good start. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we act, 
Okay, we do have free will. And I believe our free will comes in God letting us do the wrong things. Our free will isn't mm -hmm. in our ability to choose God. And that's where the difference is because when God lets us do the wrong things, that's what we're going to do. That's what our nature's inclined us to do. And so we are actually incapable of going and doing the right thing, which is turning to God, repenting, um, seeking God's forgiveness and, and just wanting that relationship with God. And so like um, going back to our very first podcast that we talked about from Romans 1, we said that God, God gave them over to their sinful desires of their hearts, to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another, etc. And he just, God's given them over to the wrong thing. So because God doesn't sin, I don't believe God would, is, controls us in the way that he would just control our sinful actions because that would just be wrong of him to do that. So he doesn't, he doesn't control us but he lets us go into sin and do simple things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to make sure I'm understanding this. So God's um, control is in the sense that he could not allow us to sin, but because of his grace, he does allow us to sin. And our free will is our ability to be able to sin. Yes. Wait, do you have a different view of free will than what Curtis did? Do you think free will extends past the ability to sin? Um, in a few ways, I think Curtis is actually right on the nose. I believe the free will is just God allowing us to be not of him, make choices that are sinful, to make choices that are wrong. So when I look at free will, it's just not it's not just a matter of making every choice our own. It's a matter of God allowing us to sin, knowing full well that our path is better suited to be with him, and that's what he desires for us, too. Okay. But yeah. So, yes, part of our free will is God allowing us to sin. Will you say that's part of our free will or a full the extent, that's, the full extent of that's our free That's the will? extent of our free will. Yeah, so we cannot, by our free will, choose to do good. We can only, by our free will, choose to do sin. Pretty much, yes. Pretty much? I have a tough time with that. <laughs> I, well, I think it's... Hmm. You weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> lost my thought. No. I had it, and it's gone. So, Curtis, do you think that means that from the start of creation, we were broken beings? So if God had given us... If the only way we can... If the only reason God gave us free will is so we had the option to sin, and then through his grace found the option to go to him, does that mean when we were created, we weren't made perfect then? You mean created with Adam and Eve created? Like, yeah, essentially. Because when, when they were created, they, they didn't sin, right? Mm -hmm. So the only reason why they were able to sin in the first place is because God put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the mm -hmm. garden, and so he let them have the to have the option of eating from it. Mm -hmm. And so they in themselves weren't, like, without that, without that option, they were all about doing good. They just wanted to do what God created them to do, which mm -hmm. is tend to the garden. And, um, and so I don't think we were cr created to sin. Mm -hmm. I don't 
What was your question again? Well, the idea was that do you think we were made by that knowledge imperfect if God had to give free will so we can see that we're fall we've fallen away from him, essentially. Do you kind of see where I'm going? I think his original question was do you think when we were first, <coughs> when Adam and Eve, I guess. Yeah, let's clarify. When Adam and Eve, Eve were um, created, they were created with um, sinful desires right off the bat, right? Instead of being, they weren't created totally perfect. No, they were created totally perfect. They didn't have any sinful desires. Until they did. They were, but they were tempted. Okay. And so the temptation, because if God didn't put the tree there, there wouldn't, there, they couldn't be tempted to do anything. I, right? Yeah. Like, or I guess they could have been, but they wouldn't have known what they were doing because that tree gave them the knowledge of good and evil. Yes. So it gave us yeah. the ability to distinguish between the good between and bad. Between the two, yeah. So... I guess they could have been tempted to do the bad thing, but they wouldn't have understood it. And so, um, but I think their intentions would have been completely pure. They would have had, their heart would have been set on doing what God wanted them to do and having that relationship with God. And there would have been nothing impure about it, what they wanted at all. Hmm. Right. So, God creates the earth, gives them the option of eating from that tree of fruit and evil. The fruit of evil. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Sounds like a good Christian movie. <laughs> Gave him the option of eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thank you. Um, knowing full well, because he's all knowing, knowing full well that they are eventually going to eat of the tree. So okay. why... Bringing them? back his omniscience back into this. Yes. Mm -hmm. So why, if he knew that they were going to eat of the sin... Or to eat of the sin, eat of the tree and sin. Why would he create the tree? What he knew was going to go, or yeah, let's go with the tree. Why would he create the tree? Option, well, because it's the option of free will. Yes. Why would he right make creation in general, even though he knew it was going to fall? Well, guys, I might have to get all the hard questions here. Okay, wait. It's to make us think. <laughs> I was just throwing it out there. I was looking at you and I said. Yeah, it. you totally were. I think it does relate to the idea that God wants authentic, genuine relationships with him. Because if he, if he had made us puppets from the get-go, would it really be real? Mm -hmm. If you put a gun to somebody's head and tell them to do something, they're going to do it, but it's not going to be their choice. Because essentially, that, in that aspect, their life is going to be on the line. So God gave us free will from the get-go to decide to follow him, because it, then it would mean that much more coming to him, because the love would be genuine. It wouldn't be forced. It wouldn't be instilled from the start. It would be genuine. It'd be more authentic than anything else. I think that's why he would have personally given them the option to eat from the tree and open up the whole world to sin. I don't think it was a risk. I don't think it was a gamble. I don't think it was a bad choice on his part. I just feel that he did it because he wanted the relationships of all mankind with him to be genuine mm -hmm. from the start. Do you agree with that? Um, kind of. Well, even in Ezekiel thirty-three eleven, it says God has no joy in people perishing. So he doesn't want people to go to hell for the sin, for the lousy choices they've made. But at the same time, even letting... How do I describe this? Oh, I lost that thought. Okay. I would say... I would agree with Wade and go further that he created the world because if he didn't create the world, he wouldn't have been glorified. Mm -hmm. in it and that was a very long road to get to kind of my argument in that um, 
the will, free will towards good rather than just sin. And this is the one I had put earlier that free will gives God glory, which I think we can mm-hmm. agree with. The fact that he put the tree in there uh, helps glorify him and that he gave us free will. That's grace and mercy and that's glorifying to him. Can I just clarify one thing? Do sure. you guys believe free will involves being able to willingly choose God on our own terms? So come to God without God's help. Yeah. Is what you're trying to say? Yes. Let's no. Just get this way, cause... Uh, that's a tough one for me because I wouldn't say I'm in the middle. I'm leaning more towards... As soon as you start recognizing God, the Holy Spirit like fully kicks in and you're, you're starting to become aware of it as you grow in your faith and as you grow closer to Him. So I'd say... It's not so much you coming to terms on your own, because even, say, the person who helped me start off in my faith, the Holy Spirit was in him, so right from the get-go, that person's interaction with me is God-breathed, correct? Mm-hmm. So every step of me coming to God has been God's work, and I won't deny that. So I don't think free will is essentially like God... All these sentences are so hard to string together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... Um, I don't think we can, yeah, I believe God is always moving in it. Even from, like, before we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, God is already moving in it. But that's also, I believe, that he's already moving in everything we do. Like, this whole world is covered in God, like, in his grace, in the Holy Spirit moving, even if we're not fully aware of it. So that's a vague description of where I'm coming from. I don't think we can come to God without God. Okay. Yes. <coughs> So Mike just summarized what I was trying to say in two minutes in five seconds. <laughs> no, I think to be able to come to God, there has to be some movement in with the Holy Spirit within your heart to be able to uh, to see God because He's the interpreter uh, of it. Now we got that out of the way. What now, are you guys say? <laughs> what I was going to say um, is I think that we can still choose to do good with our free will. You have many um, non-Christians that do many good things. And so they're, I mean, they're not Christians. They're separated from God. They don't believe in God, yet they still do good things. Um, I think, going back to my free will gives God glory thing, I think if we were forced to do good rather than choose to do good and... Um, would be less glorifying to God. And I think God is going to create the world in the way that's going to glorify him the most because he's the perfect being and he deserves the most glorification as he can get. Um, So in my mind, uh, you can disagree or agree with me, but this is what I think is that saying someone doing an action, choosing to do a good action, saying like, I'm taking care of this person, for example, by choice because God has loved me so much that I want to do that because this is what he's commanded me to do. Is gives more glory to God than the person doing it because God has made it his, his fate to do it, to do the good. Does that go along with what you're saying about choosing that our free will is just choosing to sing and not? Because I think our yeah. free will, we can choose to do good. Um, and then the Christian can choose to do that good to glorify God Um, and then a non-Christian can still do good but he's not glorifying God with it yeah 
I completely agree. Um, where it com where the the important part of this whole thing is that, like, like Wade was talking about, is that God's working in our lives even before we even realize what's going on. God's working in our lives, and His Spirit's working in our life, and like the bot, like John says in um. I think it's chapter 16, like the Holy Spirit's role is to con come and convict people to, um, to want, give us reason to turn to God and like mm -hmm. want to do it. And that's what God's working in our life is the ability to want to do things that are good and want to serve people, want to help people. And, and, um, but that's, I don't, that doesn't have so much to do with our free will because that's God's role in our life. And, and so we're very actually limited in our free will because in order for us to turn to God in the first place, he has to be involved in our lives. And so, um, but I think like we still have, we have a choice to do the wrong thing. So when God presents something that we can do that's good, we have the choice to not do it. But the reason why we would do it is because God's compelled us to do it through his what he's worked in our lives. So we still have we still have free will, but the only free will in that situation is do we not want to do it? And if we do want to do it it's because of God's work in our life. And so Well okay. if it's yeah, like I I agree with it's God's influence towards us to do good. Mm -hmm. Um but I think you can still be influenced and not choose that way. Like Paul says, I do what I don't want to do, you know, that whole mm -hmm. verse that's just a bunch of do's and don'ts and wants, <laughs> <laughs> all in. Um, and so he's, he's influenced to want to do something by God, something good, but he doesn't do it. Um, and I think if you want to, like, God's influencing them to do good, then this, when the snake tempted Eve to eat the apple, he influenced her to do something evil. So if influence means that you didn't choose to do that, then Eve didn't choose to eat the apple. She was influenced by Satan, so Satan was the one who caused her to eat the apple. Does that make sense? Okay. So you're saying even in doing the wrong thing, we're, there's influence in that? And so it's not even necessarily our free will? Or... See, I'm saying that to show... show the others, like, with, with the way you use your argument that God influences to do good, so that means that we don't have the free will to choose to do God because God's influencing us. Then wouldn't that be the same for Eve? Because she got influenced to do evil. So she didn't choose that evil of her free will. Curtis has a really good thinking face right now, everyone, just so you know. <laughs> Theater of the mind. That make, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I guess that goes... I guess maybe putting it... The way I put it isn't a very good thing. <laughs> That's the part with debating. Right. It, it would be like me saying to Wade, could you get me a glass of water? And I would say no. 
<laughs> and so, if let's say for the argument he did get me a glass of water, that would be a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. He's helping me out. So by me asking, it's kind of influencing him to get a, me a glass of water. So if he gets me the glass of water, then he didn't choose to get me the glass of water. Okay, but... So now we're... T- okay, what, where are you going with this? I'm, I'm slightly... I think I'm, I'm arguing for that our free, free will includes us to choose to do good and choose to do evil. Whereas yours is the extent of our free will is that we can do what's not God, do evil. Okay, part of, part of this is the reason why um, the way that Satan works, the way that de- demons work, is there are outside influences that can only influence us from the outside. And so they just use deception and and um, and try to influence us based on what they already understand our desires to be and so they use it in wrong ways like even something like money where money can be used for really good things but they a deception or a demon can deceive you by turning into like an ultimate thing where that's what you really want and start using it for yourself God on the other hand actually works inside of you where he, the Holy Spirit isn't just an outside force it's actually inside of you and so even if there is no, like, demonic presence influencing you around you, you can, you still naturally want to do good, though, or, um, the wrong thing, the bad things all the time. Like, that's just what we're inclined to do all the time. And so, only time we ever want to do good, though, is when the Spirit's working in our life. And so, we can, we can do the wrong thing regardless of who's around us, but we only really, really want to do the right thing for the right reasons for God because God's with us at all times so working our life I think I think it's just I think it's different in the who we're talking about here we're not talking about God and something that's the opposite of him like constantly battling we're just talking about God just letting demons influence the world and so I can't believe I'm actually bringing demons into this discussion (laughs) (laughs) But I, this is just because Satan was the reason why we sinned in the first place. He deceived Eve, so that's that's where I okay got this. Um, okay, okay. I agree with the point that we can't do good for the purpose of glorifying God without the Spirit in us. Okay, but that's more our motivation for doing good, which I don't think motivation. Well, motivation in. Cho- in influences our choice, but motivation isn't the influence whether we have a choice or not. So you said uh, we're incapable of doing good for God without the Holy Spirit in it, in us, but non-Christians still do good, not for the purpose of glorifying God, maybe to make themselves feel better, but they're still choosing to do good. And Yeah, but that's, we're talking about like God actually working us properly, which includes us having the right motivations for doing something. So it's not about self-glorification, it's about God self or glorifying himself. And so if it's if we're doing the a good thing for so people would notice us, like the Pharisees, they'd go out and give and and so that people would see them, that's they got like bashed by Jesus, right? So it's mm-hmm. that's not that's not them doing a good thing 
that's them doing basically the wrong thing because their motives are wrong. So they might as well have not done it in the first place, really. Mm -hmm. But would you agree that God can use anyone and anything? Because he's God. He has of course. control of everything. So if he gets a non-Christian to do an action which essentially benefits or helps me out in some way, is that God not working with them and would that not be good? Sure. If the action benefits let's, let's take my this, faith. Let's take this right to Jesus himself. Acts 2.22. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him on the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. And that's a like perfect example of what you're saying there, is God using evil for the most amazing thing that ever happened on this planet. Mm -hmm. Is He used evil to kill Jesus so that we would be able to be saved through his death. Yeah, but even Jesus did Jesus did um what's the word I'm looking for? To the words the Pharisees did I don't know the word. He did not like the motivation behind the Pharisees doing that, but no, of course not. No, of course not. But he they still I would say even though they we're doing it for their self-gratification. Self they still did good because they were giving the money. And like in Philippians, he says, um, It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preached Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they could stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached, and because of this I rejoice. So even though these people are preaching with false motives, they're still doing good. Does it say they're doing good, or does he just say he's glad that they're doing it regardless of their motives? Well, they're preaching a true doctrine, Christ. They're not preaching any heretical things. Yeah, but that's just another example of God using people who doing the wrong thing for his purpose. So they're doing it for their own, I don't, yeah, they're doing it for their own selfish ambition. So that, I don't think that's, they're doing it a good thing. They're doing a wrong thing because they're doing it for their own reasons, for their own selfish purposes. So if someone, but God's using it still. Yeah, if someone's, someone's giving bread to someone who's starving, to help get themselves that good feeling, are they doing evil because they're doing it for self-gratification? No. But depends. But there has to be more than just that. God's still using them to do good, but they're not doing it to glorify God. Mm -hmm. But are they? They're like. I think they're choosing to give the bread. Rather, I don't think motivation is a question of whether they're choosing or whether. I don't think. Okay, I don't think just because just because people aren't in a relationship with God that they've suddenly, like, disconnected themselves from being human. Like, no, there's still emotional attachments to people that go, if there's someone hurting, I'm going to, and I have a loaf of bread or just a piece of bread or something, I'm going to give it to them. They're still, they're still human, right? I mean, some people go and seem to act not human. Like, I can think of examples where they just wouldn't 
give a rip about whoever, but mm-hmm. um, the, most people are still human. <laughs> so they still have, they still care and they still, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's saying that we have some inherent goodness in us where you're... Oh, no. Your original statement was that <laughs> we are creatures no. of sin and good with... We can only be good with God. Wow, we just brought up a whole other can whole, of worms that I didn't... Not, yeah. That the nature of man. The nature, nature of man. Man. Okay, so... I think we've come to an impasse here. Yes. Uh, our thoughts. We're both very rooted into what we think. Um, there is some agreement, and yet there's still... Still some yeah. disagreements, some misconceptions, and all yeah, that. It's going to happen. Bunch of worms. It's going to happen. With we should probably have, like, two hours next time. <laughs> Just keep going. Listeners, are you okay with a two-hour session? Because uh, we can do that. Okay, let's pull it back. Um, yeah. Rather than just... Focusing on whether we have, or whether the center of our free will is just to do evil, and whether our center of our free will is to do good or evil. And let's look at how, if God knows everything, how can we have the free will to do evil? Because God let it happen. Because God let it happen. God lets us. Romans 1. But if God knows that that's what's going to be our choice, is that really free will? That's what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah, the, the assumption with that, with that question is that we don't, or we have complete free will. And my, I'm proposing that we don't have complete free will. It's very limited free will. So I can't answer that question based on what I believe. <laughs> Curtis's definition of free will is that God lets us do sin. And that's the extent of our free will. Okay, Do you have you, a different definition? Yes, but can you repeat the overall question again? Well, I just want to make sure on your definition first to make sure that okay. it's as well. Because my, my belief for free will is a choice to do good or evil. And I would be, yes, I'd be there too. Okay. But also with the knowledge that I understand that we are sinful creatures and we're more geared towards making the wrong choice. Okay. So, since it was me and Curtis in the first half for this one, we'll go with Wade. Wade gets some <laughs> pitching Get some action. In this. Um, okay, so... The choice between good and evil, whether we are sinful creatures or not, doesn't really apply to the to this part. But um, so you have a choice: you can do the good thing or the bad thing. Mm-hmm. God already knows which one you're going to pick. So does that mean you have the free will to pick? Actually, see, because when I think of creation, ever since Adam and Eve ate the fruit, we've had the knowledge of good and evil. Like that's we've already established that, mm-hmm. and so from that. We are inherently sinful creatures from the first, the first two people. So I think, and this is me just, I may be out of line, but I think that's our template throughout all of the generations of the world, from every single person. So because we are more geared to make the wrong choice, I think, well, because of that, we all essentially deserve to go to hell, and Christ is what has freed us from that. But I think when God gave the Holy Spirit, that starts nudging us slowly, slowly to make the right choice. So instead of having a straight path that goes to hell, we now have God interjecting at constant times. He may know what we're going to do at each time. He may push heavily in certain situations. He may fully know where each person's going to go, but I think he still constantly throws that in there. I guess my, my ultimate thought was that when God created creation, it had, he created it fully knowing it had the option of going in a straight line from beginning to end. 
But I think he also opened the door at the same time for it to have split paths, many of which can lead to him, many of which can lead us into a wrong path, can lead us to hell, both many different paths and many different ways on those paths for God, for, for God to bring us back in a genuine sense to him. And I wish I could have scripture to back that up, but that's just a thought that I've been piecing together, and over time I may, but... Because you also have to take into account that we have a limited understanding of God's knowledge of everything. Even saying that we understand that he's all-knowing, we don't fully understand that he's all-knowing. And I think that's where a lot of misconceptions are created about what he does and how he does it. Yeah. This is a metaphor that I heard for someone who said that we could have free will and still God can be all-knowing. Is that It's like standing on top of the Empire State Building and looking down at a parade. You see the route that the parade is supposed to go on, but you can also see all the different routes that the mm-hmm. parade could go on. Um, the problem I have with that argument, though, is that if God just saw the overall, um, which he does, he sees the overall route, but he knows what route that parade's mm-hmm. going to take, whether it's the right route or wrong, because he's all-knowing. If he just sees all the options but doesn't know which one it's going to take, then he can't be all-knowing. True, and that's exactly where my, my, I guess what we would say misunderstanding is mm-hmm. coming from. And then by, this is what I think that I kind of just have developed in my mind, is that because God knows everything we've been through, our trials, our successes, our thoughts, our motivations, our desires, he knows every single thing about us because he's all-knowing. Um, since he knows every single thing about us, that's how he knows what decision we're going to make. Just because he knows the decision we're going to make doesn't mean that we didn't make that decision. Make sense? I completely agree. Yeah. Okay, sure. So that's how I, like, I think of that. Like, <laughs> the, when I was reading on the interweb, um, a guy's thoughts on it, he said, I know that the sun's going to rise, and that means, now that doesn't mean that the sun doesn't have the free will to rise because I know that it's going to rise. It's still going to rise. Like, you know, but I didn't like that metaphor, so... That, that's a horrible metaphor. That's a horrible metaphor. So, <laughs> I came, so I came up with this one. Guy, um, that you are wrong. <laughs> the, better, the better metaphor it would be like, I know someone so well, and, like, I've experienced a lot of stuff with them that when I say a particular thing, I know what their response is going to be. Um, that doesn't mean that they didn't choose to pick that response because I know that they're going to say that response. They still chose that one. They still have the option of choosing a different one, but mm-hmm. I know that they're going to choose that one because of the influences, right? Right. Okay. So, that so was it's, more, it's more about how we decide what decision we're going to make. And so that's where God's role in our life comes in. That's where God's all-knowing can come into our choice is that he knows us so well that he knows how we're going to react to a situation. And then that's how he knows what we're going to do. Hmm. Okay, so at the end of the day, God's not the one controlling us, but he's the one that is the influence in our life, or the lack of influence in our life to, which would lead us to do yeah, the wrong Yeah, he can influence if he wants, or not I think influence, influence is a bad word, but just okay. for the sake of... But the sake of can, having a word. Yeah. yeah. You see, God exists outside of time, right? Yeah. So he can see... Um, from out, it, this is where it's hard for us to comprehend because we can't possibly imagine being outside of time. But God is outside of time, and so He can. But yes, okay. I'll just go with basically what I was saying is that 
knowledge of what someone's going to do doesn't mean that they don't have a choice. You just know what their choice, what choice they're going to make. But the, reality, but the reality is God steps in and helps influence choices. And so he, it's not just about him knowing. He does play a role in, in our choice. Mm-hmm. He doesn't control our choices, but he plays a role he in them. He plays a role in them, yes. Okay. So we did come to an agreement on, on right. something. On that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Perfect. Let's so end right there. Before <laughs> let's, let's end off being friends. <laughs> <laughs> that All was right. a good way to go. Does so well, anybody just want to add a final just thought for our listeners to think of? Yeah, that could be dangerous. could be dangerous, but it could be fun. I have final thought, but it's a little complicated, so I'm going to blog post it. Check out our blog right. at 3semiwiseman.wordpress.com to check that last yes. thought out. And my final thought is, guys, just be genuine with God. Meet him. He'll meet you where you're at. Just meet him there. Be authentic. Be real. Be broken. Be all you can for God. Mm-hmm. My thought is, is go and decide research, read the Bible, and do your beliefs yourself. Obviously, me and Curtis have our different beliefs on it, but I think in the end that it's uh, more about Christ. Believing in Christ is the biggest thing. The free will versus knowledge, what you believe on that, isn't going to determine whether you're going to hell or not. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's, mm-hmm. that's not the most important thing. It helps us grow in our faith, so... I mean, determine your own beliefs on something like that. Do your own research, and uh, and that's the fun part of it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to just add a thought is um is just think of how amazing it is that God does know what we're going to do and still is willing to forgive us. He knew before mm-hmm. creation of the world that we would we would be born rejecting Him and and wanting to do things that He finds horrendous and and despicable and Basically, he should, like, smite us where he's, when we're born, pretty much. Like, yeah. we just, because we just, and yet, because he knows what we're going to do. So he might as well not even let us live sometimes. But yet he does, and he sent his son to die for us so that we can, so we can get to know him, so we can mm-hmm. have that relationship with him. It is truly so, an amazing gift he's given us. Yes. So really, this is an amazing thing to know God knows everything. It's mm-hmm. just, it's truly awesome. So. Yeah, so check out our blog, uh, www. Three, www. No, no W's. Okay. No we'll get it. You'll up, get it one day. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll get it one day. I, I put up a blog post already on our second episode. Um, we also now have a brand new Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I created that today. I don't these guys are even in it yet. Oh, I am. I like Oh, you that. are? You're in there? Okay. I, okay, I okay. like the crud out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can ask us questions. Maybe it gives us some ideas for topics. It would be awesome. We can do like a fan topic <laughs> once we get fans. So, follow us on that. Go ahead and be our first. <laughs> be, be the first. It's a race now. We'll take anyone. Yeah. So, check that out. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys as well. And so, I think we'll say goodbye now. Goodbye from Mike. Goodbye from Wade. And have a good night from Curtis. Wade upstairs, Curtis, I'm up. <laughs> <laughs>